And now, a Birthday Boy Podcast special presentation. Here is the host of Birthday Boy Podcast, the one and the only, Johnny Boy. Oh. <laughs> yes. This is me talking now, not the, not the announcer, who's definitely not me. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. Oh my gosh. What's going on, everybody? So, here's the deal. This is a Birthday Boy Podcast special presentation. It's not episode 30. It's technically not episode 30. What does special presentation mean? Lazy Birthday Boy doesn't have time to do a podcast. (laughs) But I might have time to do a podcast maybe tomorrow or the next couple days. But I typically do the podcast on Thursday. And I don't have time to do a full podcast. So, what does that mean? I have a special presentation. I wanted to bring you something. Because last week there was nothing. There was NFL picks. And I made fun of Al Roker and his stupid helmet that he was wearing on Thanksgiving. For the parade. Fade this. Whoops. Let's fade this out a little bit. Great tune. Uh, It sucks, too, because I have a lot to talk about, but it's going to have to wait. Them's the facts, dude. Alright, fade this. Get out of here. White lies. I love you, white lies. But you gotta... You gotta fade out. I can't can't hear myself here. I can't hear myself talk, so you gotta go. Okay. Yeah, so... Special presentation of the Birthday Boy Podcast. This is, I think this is a special presentation, though, because I'm about to play something that few have heard. Uh, If anyone, well, there's a couple people who have heard. I I haven't even listened to this from start to finish. And I'll get to that in just a second. But first, the reason that I am not doing a full podcast, I don't have time this week. I can't, it's too much going on. There's a big thing that I have going on tomorrow that I really need to kind of get ready for tonight. Uh, so, yeah, so that's why. Simple as that. It's not laziness. <laughs> um, although, now I know I can really, I can do, like, these cop-out things when I do feel lazy. If there's just a week that I just don't feel up to it, I can just... I have, uh, I'm almost to episode 30, which means I've got, like, you know, I could just go... Next week, if I'm really l- legitimately feeling lazy, I could just go back and, like, grab the first episode and just play it. I just call it best of... <laughs> Oh man, what a great what a great way to just be a fucking I could just do that for the next like 29 weeks. <laughs> Take a complete vacation. Uh, it's a bad idea. I'm not going to do that. Uh, we will get to episode 30 before the year 2019 is over. There will be an episode 30. And I'm looking at the calendar. What's today? The 4th, the 5th. So today's the 5th of December. So I would imagine there will be a birthday boy podcast next week. And then the following week, 
And that's probably going to be it. We'll probably get to, we'll probably just get to episode 31 and then call it a year. Actually, call it a decade, I guess, right? The fucking decade's over. It's over. It's history. It's done. It's toast. It's almost time for the Roaring Twenties to begin. Just a few weeks away. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Uh, so, anyways, so I, just too busy. Busy week. Uh, last week was Thanksgiving. Hopefully you enjoyed the five minutes that I spent <laughs> doing my NFL picks. I want, if nothing else... I said there would be no podcast last week, and there wasn't. But if nothing else, I wanted to give you the NFL picks because that's that's what everybody tunes in for. Every single person tunes in for those. And there's definitely nobody who hates the NFL picks. Absolutely not. So I felt I I had to provide provide Thanksgiving Day football picks last Thursday. Uh, had a good Thanksgiving. Not going to talk about it. Don't have time. It was, it was a nice week. There's a lot of stuff that went on in the last, uh, gosh, it's been, I mean, it's been two weeks since we had a regular full-size podcast and there's a lot to talk about and it's going to have to wait, going to have to wait till probably next week, whenever I can get to it. Them's the breaks, dude. Uh, so, so yeah, I figured I would give, I, I didn't want to do another week where I just skipped the podcast. I wanted to be able to have something for you. And that's something I'm going to let you know right now. I am going to give you a rarely, <laughs> a rarely heard first ever Johnny Boy podcast. Long before I was the host of the Birthday Boy podcast. Long before Birthday Boy. Before Birthday Boy was even a, an idea. Um, there was Slamcast. <laughs> and Slamcast, the... F- <laughs> The first episode, the first of two whole episodes, I think I've mentioned this before on the podcast, summer of 2010, I finally, I got a, a Mac, and I sat down and I said, this is it, man, this is where it's all going to start to go in a good direction, I'm going to do this, start doing this podcast stuff, I got a new microphone, I had got, I just bought a Mac, I just had, you know, a garage band and all that shit, and I sat down on a Saturday afternoon, Kimmy was at work. Cameron was a little eight-month-old baby, and she sat on my lap, as you will hear a little bit during this Slamcast. And I said, I'm going to do a podcast every week. I'm going to talk about wrestling. I'm going to talk about wrestling news. As anybody who knows me knows, I'm a huge WWE fan, huge wrestling fan, not just WWE, uh, you know, all the other stuff. AEW, as I've mentioned on here, New Japan. I love New Japan. Ring of Honor, what else? All that stuff, all that fun stuff. So, back in 2010, I thought, well, I love wrestling, and it's pretty much the only thing I know anything about. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a wrestling podcast. I'm gonna call it Slamcast, and that's what I did. And then I did another one. It was, it was not a week later. It was like, I think it was close to three weeks later, maybe a month later. I did Slamcast episode two, which will be a future. Uh, maybe over the Christmas vacation, that might be Christmas Day, might be Slamcast episode two as a special presentation. Uh, but yeah, so I, so I, those were my first two podcasts, and I said, "This is it. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do these podcasts. I'm gonna, you know, I've got this great job that I love with people I love working with. Uh, everything's great. Everything's happy. Life is good. I'm gonna just do keep going with things as they are right now." And we'll just see, sky's the limit. Nothing's going to stop me now. 
Uh, and then I applied. I didn't even apply. I interviewed for a job in Florida at Seacoast Bank. And, uh, well, we've I think we've discussed that a little bit in the past. So as we all know, the plans that I had <laughs> set for myself didn't uh, didn't quite come to fruition. Well, it's my fault, too. It's not like I couldn't have done Slamcast in Florida, but I just didn't. Yeah, once we got down there, man, there was just, you know, there's too much going on. We had one baby and then a second baby while we were in Florida. And, uh, yeah, man, Slam Slamcast never, never saw an episode three. But who knows? Maybe, maybe that's what's to come in 2020. If any, any wrestling fans out there, maybe it's time. Time to bring back Slamcast, just like the XFL. Nobody wanted it, nobody asked for it, but God damn it, it's coming back because Vince McMahon said so. And uh, perhaps that will be the same. Perhaps 2020 will be the year, not only of the return of the XFL, but the return of Slamcast. Ten years. <laughs> it only took me. It only took me nine years to do another podcast episode. Period. And, uh, yeah, maybe around the 10-year anniversary of the first two episodes of Slamcast, I will do episode three of Slamcast. So what you're about to hear is from June of 2010, uh, and it's about an hour long, and I sound much younger. I don't sound as fat or as gray as I do now. Uh, you know, this, this, like, scratchy voice thing, which is still partially related to the cough that I had last time that I'm pretty much over. But, uh, yeah, that just wasn't there. I had like a clean, crisp, sort of fresh, young voice <laughs> 10 years ago, nine years ago. And, uh, I haven't listened to this whole thing. So I fucking, I don't know. I'm as my oldest daughter says, I'm sure it's very cringy. Uh, I'm sure it's very cringe inducing. I'm sure I'm going to regret even putting it on here, but yeah, I got to, I gotta get uh, I gotta get to other things that are not podcast related as much as I would love to sit here for the next two hours because God damn it I've been waiting to sit and do a fucking podcast for two weeks and I really I've got a lot to talk about and I want to get to a bunch of stuff and I love doing this but I, I I can't I gotta I gotta prioritize man so uh so yeah we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play you the first ever episode of Slamcast from 2010 and it's yeah, it's pretty much just me talking about wrestling. I'm just letting you know, but it's a nice little time capsule to listen to uh, to listen to my wide-eyed, optimistic self. <laughs> That's why positivity is stupid. Because back in 2010, I was positive that I was like, "Oh man, I, you know, everything's going along, everything's humming along nicely here," and then start the podcast and do all this shit, and everything's. And then, like, you know, whatever. Things tend to go in a different direction from time to time. But Jesus Christ, imagine if I didn't move to Florida. I mean, I wouldn't have met these two awesome bastards named Jay and Chris. <clears throat> I wouldn't have, uh, yeah, I mean, Carlene and Turgeon and all these all these people, you know, No Sleeves McGee. Well, I don't even know if I've talked about No Sleeves on this podcast. She worked at Seacoast as well. She never wore sleeves. So, you know, I came up with a highly clever name, No Sleeves McGee. And she looked angry, perpetually angry. Um, she reminded, you know, the football player guys in Super, Mar <laughs> Super Mario World for Super Nintendo. Yeah, she, she reminded us of those characters. And I was afraid that if I, if I crossed her 
if I dared even look at her funny, that she would just put her head down and those, those bulging biceps under those nose sleeves. I think she, and she was about three foot five and I just pictured her like just putting her head down and charging right at me as fast as she could like a fucking bullfight and just knocking me through the window. What does that have to do with anything? Anyways, Seacoast. Yeah. I mean, we would, I, I wouldn't have had a no sleeves McGee, so I wouldn't have bank life. Jay and Chris, all, all the friends that I made down there wouldn't have happened. All the craziness that ensued after that. And, uh, who knows? I'd probably, you know, I'd probably just still be in New York with like a really big time successful wrestling podcast and no nine to five job that I'd have to go to. So, you know, it'd probably be a pretty, pretty lousy existence. Just, you know, getting paid to talk about wrestling every day. If I had gone down that path, (laughs) but there'd be no bank life. There'd be no bank life and so many other things anyway. Okay. So we're going to get to slam cast. I'm going to play the very first episode of Slamcast. By the way, is this this for, was that the first time that I've ever talked about no sleeves McGee on this show? I think it was. Yeah, she would just the poor thing. She would just sit by herself at lunch, be, sit by herself at lunch, and Chris and Jay and I would just you know we would speculate like what she looks. She would she was an angry eater. She just looked so angry. She looked so angry, and she never had sleeves. And I thought she's gonna just one of these days. And, uh, you know, she had a pretty, pretty solid upper body from the looks of things, from what we could see of those, those 24 inch pythons, you know, there were no sleeves. So there was, you know, we, we could see those guns and, uh, yeah, I thought, man, don't piss her off. Cause she's gonna, she's gonna super Mario four, all three of us right through the fucking roof. She's going to lower her head and charge right at us with a football helmet on and take us out. Yeah, so in retrospect, I think I made the right choice going to work for Seacoast. That's <laughs> why I would never know that No Sleeves McGee even exists. Oh my God. So, uh, anyway, so let's get to Slamcast. We're going to get right to the very first episode of Slamcast. But first. Oh, yeah. Come on. We couldn't go without doing the NFL picks for the week. Let me go back. Where's my... Let's talk about... <laughs> Let's talk about last week, though. Last week, I went 10-6. and six. That's pretty good. I, I was right about many things. I was wrong about several things. But, you know, overall, pretty good, pretty good week. Jesus, this just gets louder and louder, doesn't it? Anyways, let me see. Where was I right? Where was I wrong? So, Bears-Lions. I was right about that. Bears won. Bills beat the Cowboys. I was right about that. Saints beat the Falcons. That was a no-brainer. Was correct. Oh, the Patriots. I was wrong about that. So sad. Uh, Jets-Bengals. Wrong. I did not see that coming. As bad as the Jets are, the Bengals are so abysmally bad. I did not I did not think that that would be their first win of the season for the Cincinnati Bengals. But it was. Titans, Colts. Titans win. I think I was right about that. I was. Philadelphia. Philadelphia loses to the Dolphins. 
There's another shocker. But eh, the Eagles stink too, so it's not that big of a shocker. But I was wrong about that. Green Bay, I had that right. They beat uh, whoever they were. The Giants, of course, that was easy. Steelers beat the Browns, correct. Panthers lose to the Redskins. Boy, the Panthers stink. And then Ron Rivera got fired this week. So he's out. I was wrong about that. They lose. Buccaneers over the Jaguars. Yep, got it. Uh, Ravens over the 49ers. Two of the best teams in the league. Potential Super Bowl matchup. Baltimore is better than the 49ers. And we saw that on Sunday when the Ravens won. Rams over the Cardinals. I foolishly picked the Cardinals just because I don't think the Rams were that good. But they're good enough. Uh, The Chargers lost to the Broncos. I was wrong about that. Kansas City beat the Raiders. That was a pretty easy pick. And then the Seattle Seahawks defeated the Vikings on Monday Night Football. And I was correct about that one too. So it's 10-6 for my my NFL picks for Week 13. What about my picks for NFL Week 14? No, 14. 14. Ah, tonight, the Cowboys and Bears. What a... What an epic battle that should be. Two of the all-time great teams. I can't even say. They suck. They both who gives a shit about either of those teams. I don't know. I think... I think the Cowboys will win over the Bears. But I don't give a shit. I hope they lose, but I, I guess I'll pick... The Cowboys. Dallas will beat the Bears. <laughs> All right, what else? I can't. I can't take this long. Chiefs, Patriots. I, uh, I'm never gonna go. Uh, God, the Patriots were so bad last week, though. So bad. I mean, they still, you know, they came within six, but geez, it was it was ugly. That was a loss, man. But I'm still choosing the New England Patriots over the Chiefs because I'm an idiot and a homer. That's what I picked for this week. Let's see. Panthers-Falcons. See, now I don't know. Uh, The Panthers might actually be worse than the Falcons. They've already lost. Jeez, that's loud. Is that loud? Eh. Uh, Yeah. All right, let's do this quickly. Just pick a team. I think the Panthers will lose, so I'm picking Atlanta. Ravens and Bills. The Ravens are really good, so I think they'll beat the Bills. Browns and Bengals. I do not care. This is like, this is a game that I care, I I hate when the Bengals and Browns play. Like, who cares about, who cares about anything in Ohio? But I think I'll pick... The Browns over the Bengals. I'm gonna pick the Packers to beat the Redskins. Vikings beat the Lions. 49ers beat the Saints. Miami beats the Jets, cause fuck the Jets, I don't know. What about the Colts and the Buccaneers? Oof. I guess I'll... Oh, let me see. Has Tampa Bay had any luck with this division? Playing against the AFC South? Well, they beat Jacksonville. 
Ugh. But they lost to Tennessee. Oh, I think that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will beat the Colts. Why not? I also think that Houston will beat the Broncos. I think the Chargers will beat the Jaguars. I think the Titans beat the Raiders. Steelers beat the Cardinals. Hmm. What about Seahawks and Rams? I think that's pretty easy because the Rams are not as good as the Seahawks. So I think that the Seahawks will win. And the Giants will lose to the Eagles. Those are my picks of the week. Yeah, I'm playing this song from the beginning. Okay, that's been a that's been a lengthy podcast, all 20 minutes. But that's okay because coming up next, Slamcast, the very first ever Slamcast. I'm, I wish I could do more of an original podcast today. I just can't. Sorry, but at least you got my NFL picks for the week. I've got a lot. I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Oh, by the way, Buckleberry Pie is raspberry, blackberry, and blueberry. That is the one correction I wanted to make from two weeks ago. I think I said cranberry. It's raspberry, blackberry, blueberry. It's delicious either way. Okay, I'm going to run, and I'm going to leave you with this exciting special presentation. Throwing it back almost a decade ago, a 30-year-old Johnny Boy and his first ever podcast. Again, I I tell you, I have not listened to this podcast from start to finish, maybe ever, and certainly not in the last, I mean, 2010, maybe I listened to it once. Uh, So the views and opinions expressed by me in 2010 don't necessarily reflect the views and opinions of me in 2019. Uh... But hey, like I said, a nice little, nice little way back machine, a nice little time capsule, right? To a younger, simpler, stupider, skinnier Johnny Boy, birthday boy. Oh, there's just so much I'd like to go back and tell that youngster. That young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed fuck. (laughs) Alright. So yeah, it's... It's time to go. Next up will be episode 30. Next week, episode 30. Talking about, I don't know, all kinds of things. I don't even know. There's so much to talk about. And there's shit that I want to do that I'm probably not going to get to do. I haven't done a, you know, there hasn't been a prank cliffy call in ages. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Don't worry. There's plenty of time for all of this. Okay, I'm going to go. And uh, here comes... Slamcast episode one from 2010. I hope you enjoy it. Send feedback, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Talk to you next time later, Gators.
one quick thing, gang, before I get to Slamcast episode one. I, I didn't know shit about podcasting, how to use a microphone, how to do any of that stuff. So the balance is like not so great. It's almost entirely in the left ear. So if you're listening on earbuds, headphones, if you're listening on your POZRs or your beats, uh, you know, my voice is almost entirely in the left, the left side. And, and I tried to adjust that a little bit, you know, using, using the equalizer here and it just, it really reduces the quality. So uh, pretty much, pretty much everything, you know, there's, there's music and little things on the, on the slam cast that, that are on both, you know, it's, it's in both headphones, but when I talk, you know, whatever I had done with the microphone, I didn't set it up correctly. And I don't, I didn't have certainly not beats or any kind of nice headphone to use to like, see how I actually sounded while I was recording it. So when I play, and then when I played it back, I just played it back through the speakers on the computer. Uh, so it sounded fine to me. And it wasn't until later that I, I listened to it on the headphones and realized that my voice was pretty much entirely in the left ear. So that's all I wanted to say. But any, anyways, enjoy Slamcast. June 19th, 2010, here we go with the Birthday Boy Podcast special presentation of Slamcast. What's going on? Thank you. Welcome to Slamcast. Thank you, fake audience that doesn't actually exist, that was created in GarageBand. Actually, not even created in GarageBand, but it was added to GarageBand. And thank you to Taking Back Sunday. That's our uh, intro track. Welcome to Slamcast. This is the first episode ever, and hopefully the first of many. My name is John B. Hopkins. And the B is obviously for beautiful. Nevertheless, welcome. It's great to have you. How are you? I hope somebody's listening. I hope more people continue to listen each and every week, and I hope we continue to come back each and every week. This is a podcast devoted entirely, I would say, mostly entirely, 99% to wrestling professional wrestling, sports entertainment, WWE, TNA, and the like. Uh, I'd say mostly WWE. Um, I watch TNA. I don't watch any of the other things. I know that they're out there, and they're supposedly awesome. And one of these days, I suppose I will check them out. But for the time being, I am a WWE. Bless you. God bless you. <laughs> I'm a WWE fan. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not a fan. I am a member of the WWE universe um, because I you, you can't be a fan anymore. You can't be a fan of WWE. You have to be part of the part of the universe. I suppose I am a constellation, um, or maybe some kind of uh, what you know, dwarf star. I don't know. Whatever. Either way, I like WWE. I like wrestling. And I've been a fan for, oh man, almost 20 years. I guess I was 11 when I started getting into it. 
Uh, oh, and by the way, I'm also, in addition to being a fan of WWE, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'm part of the WWE universe, by the way, uh, because that's just ridiculous. They can say it. The wrestlers can say it. Uh, the superstars can say it. I'm also not going to call them superstars. I'm going to say terms like wrestler and fan and all these other things because I just don't have life is too short to be you know speaking the way that uh, a major corporation wants you to speak and I don't work for that major corporation so I'm going to say things the way that I want to say them because this is my podcast and I can do that and that's that's the great thing so anyways uh, and by the oh that, that's what I was getting to in, in addition to being a fan of WWE I am also a father and that is why you hear whapping on the table because it is just about feeding time for my eight-month-old uh, who is also a huge fan because anytime I sit her down in front of the TV and put on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or whatever, uh, she is just completely uh, engulfed in this thing. Engulfed? Is that a right word? Enthralled? Captivated. Let's, let's use captivated. That she is captivated by wrestling. She also loves basketball. I mean, anything, football, basketball, wrestling, anything with, with movement and colors and noise and lights. I mean, she's she's totally into that. And then she'll probably uh, wake up one day and realize what she's actually been watching. And she will hate all of it. She'll hate sports. She'll hate wrestling. She'll hate everything that I like, video games. And she'll just go back to, she'll go to liking things that, that little girls are supposed to like and that... <laughs> 30-year-old men are supposed to hate. Okay, this is my only interjection. I want to go back to 2010 and punch myself in the face for that fucking comment. But for the time being, I'm going to enjoy what I have. And what I have is a daughter who loves to watch wrestling with daddy. And I'm savoring all of these moments. And I'm also holding her on my left knee. And she's whapping on the table. And she's reaching for everything. So... I may have to pause and take a little break. Actually, that's exactly what I'm going to do. And then we're going to come back. I'm going to tell you a little quick bit about myself, um, but not too much. And then we're just going to get into talking about wrestling. I have no format whatsoever because I'm not getting paid. This is just something I wanted to do. It's a free podcast. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. I'm going to just, I've got a few little things jotted down that I want to make sure that I get to. Other than that, uh, we're just going to talk and uh, hopefully have a good time and I'll, I'll give you some details uh, about other things, email and stuff like that, and hopefully this will just uh, grow from there. Hopefully this will explode into a uh, a major cultural phenomenon, uh, as I am pretty sure that it will. As as most uh, amateur wrestling themed podcasts tend to do. So I'm going to take a break. Uh, I got to feed the kiddo, and then we will be back, and we'll really dig right into this thing. I cannot wait. And there's more whapping on the table that will hopefully come to an end once this child is fed and happy. So stay with us. This is Slamcast, Episode 1. I am your host, John B. Hopkins. We will be back. You're listening to Slamcast. I am okay, we are back. Slamcast resumes. Great to have you. Really, really great to have you. I hope... Like I said, I hope we're getting some listeners out there. I hope we're finding, uh, finding, picking up some subscribers once uh, this baby's up and running on iTunes, and hopefully once the website is up too. That's another uh, little bit that I'm working on. 
uh, have a domain name and some hosting ready to go. And uh, at some point in the future, we will have ourselves a website. So let's quickly get uh, get some of the uh, you know some of this nonsense out of the way. Just a little quick bit about me. Um, I've been watching wrestling since the early '90s. I missed the glory days of the '80s, rock and wrestling, and the Hulkamania running wild. I really came in at the tail end of that, uh, right around when uh, Ric Flair first came into uh, the WWE. WWE? Can I say WWF? I mean, I don't work for them. I don't work for WWF. I don't work for WWE either. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This is like a free podcast. Can I just say WWF? I'm still. It's what is this, eight years later. I still have a hard time saying WWE. I can't imagine. I mean, Vince McMahon must hate it. I don't care what he says. He must hate having to refer to his company that he was WWF for so many years, called the WWE. He must it must drive him nuts. It's got to. It's got to. How could it not? Anyways, I, I may so I may jump back and forth. I may say WWE. I may say WWF. You know, I'm I'm like the Bret Hart of uh, amateur podcasting. I don't know when I'm gonna say what. WWF or WWE, but uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So, anyways, as I was saying, came in at the end of Hulkamania. Hulkster was on his way out. Uh, being the dopey kid that I was, I tried ordering the Royal Rumble in 1992, the legendary Royal Rumble with Ric Flair uh, capturing the gold. I didn't know two things at the time. One, I didn't know that you needed a converter box on your cable whatever tv you know cable converter box to watch pay-per-views so couldn't watch it on tv also i didn't know that it was being held 30 minutes away from my parents house in albany new york uh so there you go you kind of have an idea of where i live i'm in upstate new york i could have seen the royal rumble uh the next day everybody in school was talking about how great it was the greatest thing they had ever seen the awesomest thing ever, and I missed it, and I couldn't even watch it on pay-per-view because I was too stupid to know that you needed a box to watch it. So, anyways, a couple months later, although you needed a box to watch pay-per-view, you apparently didn't need a box to watch free pay-per-view that the cable company accidentally gave you, for whatever reason, I don't know, several uh, friends at school got WrestleMania 8, myself included, the first like two hours of WrestleMania 8, the first half of WrestleMania 8, for free. So I got to see Bret Hart and Rowdy Roddy Piper. I got to see Undertaker and Jake the Snake. Shawn Michaels' first major singles match on a pay-per-view against Tito Santana. I got to hear Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon do what they did so expertly together and so brilliantly. And, uh, you know, the late man tag was fun. And, and then, of course, Randy Savage and Ric Flair. Oh, man. I mean, that's 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 a pretty good way to get into wrestling officially to really declare that as the first day the the date that you can pinpoint to when I started liking wrestling. April 5th, 1992. That's it for sure. So for whatever reason, we got WrestleMania eight for free. I got to see the first half and then I listened to the rest. And, the, you know, they used to have like scramble vision this is what they called it. And, you know, just seeing the first half of WrestleMania eight that I was officially hooked. And then I couldn't, I couldn't miss a second. I couldn't miss Superstars on Saturday mornings. I couldn't miss Wrestling Challenge, which was on. I, you never knew when. That was also syndicated. Uh, but that was the show you had to watch if you wanted to hear Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan every week doing commentary, which was, I mean, you know, 
I, I wish I had been able to see that more, but you know, whatever. Uh, wrestling Challenge on Sunday, and then Primetime Wrestling, which was on USA. That was the, the precursor, I guess you could say, to Monday Night Raw. Um, so from there, I was just hooked. Grew up, you know, uh, the, the middle school years were really uh, when I just, you know, I couldn't get enough of this stuff, and then into high school, uh, you know. So my awkward years were also the WWE's awkward years in the in the mid to late 90s where, you know, they were there was no more Hulk Hogan, there was no more Randy Savage, there was no more you know all these major guys from the 80s were gone, and they have Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and Undertaker and Razor Ramon and Diesel, and they're trying to you know figure out it's the new generation. That's that's about about, about as uh, as far as they got and figure out like what is our identity? We're the new generation. Okay, so we're not the old guys. Okay. So let's go out and instead of uh, having these larger than life uh, roid freaks, let's actually have some wrestling. And uh, to me, that was, you know, I, I loved watching. You know, I caught up. I, the local video store had the tapes of everything, every WrestleMania, every pay-per-view, everything. So I got caught up real fast over that uh, summer vacation in 1992 and uh, was up to speed on everything that I had missed in the 80s when I was not a wrestling fan. And uh, despite all of that, I was still, uh, I really enjoyed the new generation. I was happy. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, two of my favorites ever. And uh, it was great to see them coming up really side by side as, uh, as you know, as wrestlers, as performers. And, uh, and you know, kind of, uh, I guess, growing up myself and, and you know, maturing, <laughs> for lack of a better word, and that's definitely not the right word, but maturing uh, alongside of the WWF at the time and watching these guys, Michaels and Hitman and everybody else, uh, becoming major, you know, main event guys and uh, me becoming a major main event guy myself in the eighth grade. I was pretty popular, popular fella. So, and then uh, naturally, uh, as, as the uh, circle of life progresses and the new generation gets kind of old and stale and some of those guys... Uh, you know, obviously Hall and Nash, two of the major names of the mid-90s WWF, go over to WCW to join the Hulkster and Savage and some of the older guys from the 80s. And uh, we all know what happens there. I'm not going to recap, the, you know, the entire history of 1990s wrestling. But, you know, and then Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and The Attitude and DX and everything else kind of coincided with my, you know, mid to late high school years. And, uh, you know, that's when I just wanted to emulate those guys. I want <laughs> as a sophomore, <laughs> this is ridiculous. As a sophomore and junior, I wanted to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. I wanted to be the NWO and DX and everything else. And it's, you know, as a 30-year-old, it's ridiculous now. But back then, I mean, that was, you know, you're in high school. What else are you going to do? In high school, what else are you going to do? You're going to apply to college and you're going to try to be in the NWO and take over wrestling companies naturally. So I've been a fan ever since, uh, even during the, uh, you know, when the Attitude Era kind of uh, kind of waned. Uh, you know, I, I was a fan of the Attitude Era as far as Monday Night Raw. As far as the free stuff, it was awesome. Watching Stone Cold and The Rock do their thing every week and, you know, watching Vince McMahon, watching Austin figure out different clever ways that he could just, you know, humiliate Vince McMahon. That was a great thrill. That was fun. Yeah, the pay-per-views were just, I mean, they were they were abysmal. Come on. Can we just remember 
the I, I know we have you know it's it's great these fuzzy memories of the attitude era and all the cool stuff that happened but it all happened for free it all happened on tv it didn't happen on pay-per-view uh, there were some moments absolutely but you know for the for the most part ordering a pay-per-view was just death i mean you know just watch monday night raw watch monday night raw you'll get everything you need to know and more and you know you'll save uh, 30 bucks or whatever it was at the time so uh, you know, the Attitude Era was great and it was fun, but I was happy to see it come to an end. And right around that time was when, you know, Vince Russo leaves for WCW. Austin's getting injured more and more. It's it's starting to become pretty evident that he's not going to be the main guy for much longer. Rock's doing movies, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So basically, you, you go from the atti- new generation to the Attitude Era to kind of back to more of that new generation, kind of a hybrid new generation attitude You know, they still had the attitude and the, the PG-13 or TV, NR, and I don't even know, adult, whatever it is. Um, plus you had, instead of just the nonstop, I guess Crash TV was the name for it. Instead of that, it was, it was really with some solid uh, lengthy matches. So it's kind of the best of both worlds for for all kinds of wrestling fans at that time i mean this is like the early 2000s i guess so then after this the attitude goes away the attitude era then it's the nostalgia you know finally hulk hogan and kevin nash and scott hall and god rick flair scott steiner all the, the wcw gets bought out so ddp and booker t and the invasion which was awful obviously and it's it's kind of uh you know this was like 2002 was a very interesting year. Um, you've got Hulk Hogan back. You've got The Rock and Austin really wrestling in the final, uh, you know, full-time appearances that you're going to see of these guys. And then it's also the year that you see the debut of Randy Orton, Batista, John Cena, Rey Mysterio comes in in the summer of that year. A lot of guys really start to uh, to break out and, and make names for themselves. Uh, and, and that really kind of opened uh, the the door i guess and passed the torch from the hogans and rocks and austins and everybody else onto uh onto the newer guys and also you know triple h and undertaker uh, are still around you know undertaker <laughs> undertaker's been through every every era seemingly of wrestling he was still he started out right uh when when it was still big in the 1990 and and through the end of the, the glory years of Hulkamania, through the new generation, through attitude, through whatever, whatever, whatever they called it after that ruthless aggression. And, and, uh, and now he's still there. Um, and 2002 was also great for me because the greatest wrestler ever, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, comes back one time. The one and only match he would ever have against Triple H. And then he comes back for... The other one and only match he would ever have in the Elimination Chamber. And then, like, 20 other one-time-only things. And then, you know, one more WrestleMania. And then, you know, here we are seven years later. And uh, he'll be back again. Probably not full-time, but believe me. I, I mean, come on. He'll be back. So, anyways, uh, you know, I, I'm digressing here. I'm going going on and on. But I have been a fan ever since. And I recently... Uh, I, as I mentioned, Shawn Michaels is my favorite guy ever. I mean, he's just the best. He's the best. Nobody's better. I'm sorry. Obviously, guys uh, have drawn more money and have done this and have done that. But, I mean, just as far as an overall guy that I would want to see on a regular basis, 
And yes, Austin is great to watch, you know, doing his thing, uh, especially on the microphone and the same with the rock and, and you've got lots of great wrestlers out there, but as far as just, you know, top to bottom, great. Uh, who's better than Shawn Michaels? Really? Come on. Th- nobody is. Nobody is. Just admit it. Anyways. So he leaves. Undertaker uh, retires Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania. And I wonder, what am I going to do next? Am I really that interested in wrestling? I'm 30 years old there. Uh, <laughs> I've got a kid. I've got a, I've been married for a few years now. It's the family is starting. The family is growing. You know, I've got what we call in the industry a big boy job, big boy responsibilities. You know, do I really have time for wrestling? And do I really care anymore now that Shawn Michaels is gone? He's my favorite guy. Most of my favorite guys are are gone, and I know that there's new guys who are fun to watch. And Jericho is fantastic always. And, eh, you know, and and the newer guys, Morrison and Miz, and these guys that are really starting to, uh, to come into their own. But am I really that interested in wrestling? And I thought that, hey, what if I start a wrestling podcast? Maybe that will renew my interest in wrestling, or maybe it will make me just absolutely hate wrestling and become completely sick of it, and uh, and I'll never watch it again. So who knows? We'll see. That's that's This is the starting point, and we'll see where it goes from there. So that is way more than I wanted to talk about myself, and somehow talking about myself got into me recapping uh, the last 20-some-odd years of wrestling, which was unnecessary. Hopefully you didn't find it to be too horrendously boring but uh we are going to take a quick break and i'm going to talk about some news and uh let's just do that let's take a break and then i'll I'll get into that when we come back this is slamcast i am your host john b hopkins we will be back you're listening to slamcast All right, we are back. Man, podcasting, tough. Never done anything like it before. Never even, not even close. I listen to a lot of podcasts, but uh, never done one myself. And I give everyone credit that has ever done a podcast, one podcast. It takes a lot of work. This is crazy. This is absolutely ridiculous. Anyways, um... I was just thinking, before we go any further, I want to get a few things out of the way. I, I already mentioned, obviously, I, I'm not an employee of the WWE or the WWF. I don't work for any wrestling companies. I don't work for any websites or anything like that. I'm not affiliated with any wrestling news sites or any anything at all. Uh, well, I'm affiliated with things, just not wrestling-related in any way, shape, or form. This is completely independent. Um, I chose the name Slamcast because... To the best of my searching, it didn't uh, appear as though there were any uh, websites or any podcasts or anything like that named Slamcast. Uh, I did find something. God bless you. The baby sneezed. Hey, what can I say? I could go back and edit that out, but uh, hey, you know, you're getting the real thing. You're getting the real me, the real John Hopkins. So, as I was saying, I'm not affiliated with any wrestling companies, any wrestling websites, Anything like that. I did find Slamcast uh, seemed to be, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it didn't seem to be taken by anybody. Now, I saw from 2005 there was something called Sunday Night Slamcast that I located on iTunes. It appears as though 2005, maybe 2006 was the last time that was 
uh, you know, as far as any new episodes. Now that was called the Sunday Night Slamcast. So hopefully, Slamcast can stick. It can stay. That can be the name of this podcast. Uh, and I'm going to keep using it until somebody says otherwise, and uh, you know, they get the old cease and desist. So hopefully, that'll work out. Slamcast will continue to be called Slamcast. And uh, for the time being, this is Slamcast and will continue to be. So, although I'm not affiliated with any wrestling websites or anything like that, uh, completely independent, I do have a, uh, an email in, w- in which you can reach me to email the show, which is quite simply, I forgot. Oh, it's quite simply Slamcast at Yahoo.com. As I mentioned earlier, I do have a domain uh, domain name that I purchased and uh, website hosting and, and all that stuff. So the official Slamcast website is pending. It, uh, and when it does happen, I will let you know. But in the meantime, obviously, I'm not working backstage at WWE. I am not personally getting the news that I'm about to deliver to you. But I will certainly credit any sites where I get the news from. I do have a handful of sites that I look at on a daily basis, uh, and that's where I get my news from. That being said, let's jump right into the news. It's wrestling news from around the net. (laughs) What? Oh, my. That is definitely not lasting. Why is there a boing? What? All right. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> that's ridiculous. So, all right, so let's get going here. This, uh, to me, is it just me or has there not been a lot of news recently? I mean, I know Daniel Bryan is may or may not be fired and Batista's gone and a couple other things, but really, what what's really happened lately? It's it's slow. Let's hope something uh, something cool happens. Not Not anything horrific, but let's hope that, you know, some stories break because this this stinks. I picked a bad time to podcast. There's nothing going on. Is there is there something going on? I'll tell you what, send me an email at slamcast slamcast at yahoo.com. Send me an email. Maybe I've missed some news. Maybe there's something big going on. Some developments that I'm not seeing because I only look at a handful of websites. There's only 24 hours in a day, and I do work. I have a job, and I have a kid, and I have all this other stuff. And, uh, you know, I, I look at, and I'll be honest, it's 411mania.com. That's the site that I go to, the wrestling section. And uh, I look at a few others. Um, but primarily, I check out 411mania. I look at the news, and then I move on with my life. So, basically, I've got a whole bunch of printouts from 411mania.com. And there is some free press that they absolutely do not need from me. <laughs> so, you're welcome, I guess. Anyways... Let's get on to this one. This this is from 411 Mania, but it comes from originally from Dave Meltzer. And uh, why did Batista leave the WWE? Batista was in attendance at last night's Strike Force Los Angeles event and spoke with Dave Meltzer about leaving WWE. He stated that he left the company because he was unhappy with the direction the company was going and that it wasn't the wrestling that he enjoyed, mentioning the Rock Austin era. He also noted that he did not see himself going back anytime soon, but he did not rule it out. Batista said that he was in L.A. looking for work and that he was unemployed. 
Batista has shown interest in MMA and has done some training, but his age, at his age, going into an MMA career isn't very likely. What's with all these guys wanting to or saying they're going to go into MMA? What is the transition there? Uh, honestly, I know you're big, you're ja- you're legitimately tough. A, a guy like Batista and, and these dudes, they are legitimately tough guys, whether they have an amateur wrestling background or a boxing or a football background or bouncing or just lifting tons of weights. I mean, they're big dudes. They're tough guys. I wouldn't want to go messing with Batista. I really, he would flatten me in a millisecond. Uh, he would twist me like a uh, pipe cleaner, and uh, I don't, I, you know, I, obviously, you know, these are tough dudes, but, like, what, what is the transition? Like, okay, I, I did fake wrestling for a number of years. Now it's time to try the real thing. I beat up my body so bad doing wrestling moves that aren't actually real. Maybe I, uh, in my 40s, I should go into the real sport in the octagon. Actual fists. Connecting with faces, yeah, that would be that's a great idea. That's a great idea. Fake wrestling, and now uh, now that my body is in uh, horrible shape, I'll go do the real thing. I mean, that's 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 dopey. That's stupid. I don't know. I just don't know why they have the interest. I guess because it's popular, and and you know, uh, they got. I guess they have something to prove. But they, do they really have something to prove? Does Batista have to prove to anyone that they can do MMA? For God's sakes, don't don't do it. You're not like in your twenties, man. Relax. Uh, and I know <laughs> it says he's unemployed, but I mean, this isn't you know. I I I don't know anything about Batista's finances, but I I could probably take a fairly good guess that he's unemployed and he's uh. Well, let's say this. I bet you you cannot find Dave Batista, ex WWE wrestler. Uh, if you do a resume search on Monster or Hot Jobs, uh, I bet you could probably find a Dave Batista, and it's probably not that guy. It's probably Dave Batista, the uh, laid-off postal worker from uh, I don't know, name a city, any town USA. Very creative. Well done, Hopkins. Really nice. So, all right. So, shown interest in MMA and has done sun training. I, Please don't do it. Don't do it, man. You're you're fine. You're great. You had a great career in wrestling. If you go back, fine. If you don't, fine. If you retire, fine. But don't. Please just don't do MMA. That's so stupid. That is really stupid. Um, Also, he stated that he left because he was unhappy with the direction the company was going. It wasn't the wrestling he enjoyed. Mentioning the Rock Austin era. The entire time you've been in the WWE, it's post-Rock Austin era. What have you enjoyed so much about this era that suddenly it's bad? Now it's bad? Oh, I wish I wish we could go back to the good old days of Rock and Austin, a part of the WWE's history that I had little to no involvement with whatsoever. Okay. I buy that. What's I mean, there's got to be something. What else? What's the real reason? I think he just wants to be an actor, right? He was in L.A. looking for work. Well, that's the transition, not not from wrestling to MMA. Don't leave wrestling and say I'm going to become an uh, an ultimate cage fighter. That's moronic. That really is. You know, you've done enough to your body. Just leave it alone. Do what The Rock did. Do it. You know, you're talking about The Rock and Austin era. These are guys that left WWE. They didn't go into the cage. They didn't go into the octagon. They went into 
movies. Look at The Rock. He's huge. He's a megastar. And he's going to live to be probably 95 years old because he stopped killing himself in the ring. He's got a stuntman now. That's the transition. Go from fake wrestling to fake acting and have somebody else do the fake physicality for you. Just, you know, give your body a rest. And Austin's doing okay, too. Shows up once in a while on, on wrestling. I wish The Rock, I hope he is going to be hosting Raw at some point. I don't know. He alluded to it in his special uh, the little SmackDown video from last year. But, you know, the, the transition post-wrestling is acting. It's not MMA. Jeez. Just don't do it, man. That's all. But it's clear that he left because he wants to be an actor. And I hope I hope that's what he really wants to do. And I hope that's what he does do because, uh, you know, otherwise, uh, <laughs> yeah, good, good luck living to 50. So that's that. That's Batista. I personally, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of Batista. I know there's a lot of guys just can't stand him. I guess I, uh, that's what I've, you know, you read these posts. It's, it's, a, that, that's unhealthy. Reading, reading posts and forums and things like that. I hope these wrestlers don't do it. Cause geez, I would just, oh, they, they really, they tear you apart. It's vicious out there, especially these four one one mania forums. I and mean, they just, they are relentless. If you post something that's even, I mean, if somebody remotely disagrees with you, the things they'll tell you to do to yourself, you know, I disagree with you. Oh, and by the way, go take a uh, a long walk off a short plank. And I wish they were saying it uh, in those that nice of terms. But I, you know, some people like them, some people don't. I happen to be a big fan. I have, I liked, I like evil Batista. Also, by the way, I don't use I, I just don't like lingo. I don't like I don't like lingo in any in any industry or any you know, anything. I'm just not a big fan of using the, the insider jargon and the lingo. So I, I just don't like to use words like face and heel. I like to say good guy, bad guy. I know. I know that's dumb. You know, it's little little kids say things like that. Oh good guy. I'm a good guy and a bad guy. I like the good guys. I root for the good guys. I boo the bad guys. And then, you know, you're old and cool and smart and you're supposed to know all the inside stuff and you say, oh, that's not, it's not, it's not good guy. It's face. He's a baby face. Come on. Aren't you with it? Don't you know anything? No. Sorry. I'll never, <laughs> I, I promise you, I will never use that, that voice again, ever. Oh my. So, so that's Batista going to be an actor, hopefully an actor. Not a mixed martial artist. Uh, well, you know, yeah, good for him. Good for him. I'm, I'm a fan, though. Like I said, that's, that's what I was saying. Is I, I would like for him to come back someday, because I, you know, his matches. Okay, some are have been really great. Uh, in particular, the ones against the Undertaker. Hey, there's just certain guys. Certain guys match up well with certain guys. Batista doesn't match up well with any, everybody, but. When he matches up well with somebody, he matches up really, really well. And that's the thing. And obviously, look, for I don't know how many matches this guy had against, like, Booker T, Mark Henry. They're not that great. Booker T's had a couple of good matches, but really, I mean, what has Booker T really done? And no offense, I don't mean to, to pick on Booker T, but it's just, you know... This came into my head that he had Batista had some pretty big main event matches against Booker T and Mark Henry, and 
they were bad, weren't they? Does it, do you remember otherwise? I don't. You know, uh, Finley too. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I remember this wrong, but Finley, who I think is gr outstanding, I think he's awesome. I wish there was more of him. I guess maybe he's you know he's not getting younger and probably injuries and things like that. But you know, where's Finley been? I I enjoy watching Finley. But, man, I do not enjoy watching Finley versus Batista. Edge versus Batista. That's another one. They just don't seem to mesh. They don't seem to click. But when Batista gets in there with a guy like Undertaker, a guy like John Cena, uh, who else? You know, some, mm, I guess Randy Orton. Batista and Orton, have they had some good matches? Well, yeah, but Undertaker, uh, and there's a handful of others. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spend the entire afternoon talking about who makes a good opponent for Batista and who makes a bad opponent for Batista because that makes for bad podcasts. Am I right? I'm right. Okay, so that's what Batista's doing. Good luck to you, my friend. I hope that you are wrestling. Um, you know, give it a couple years. Do the Jericho thing. Try some things. Try some avenues. Uh, you know, and don't give up on that. But uh, after a couple years, recharge and come back and uh, and have a uh, have a second career. That would be that would be nice. Be like a fine wine of wrestling. Get better with age, like like the Undertaker, like Shawn Michaels, like Chris Jericho. Get better. Come back and be better. That's what we want to see. What else? <laughs> Four hours of TNA coming your way is the uh, this next headline that I'm looking at here from 411 Mania, which is also, <laughs> according to Dave Meltzer, TN, according to 411 Mania, 411 Mania reports that according to, no, John Hopkins uh, dictates from a piece of paper printed from 411 Mania who reports that according to Dave Meltzer, TNA will eventually have a four-hour block of programming on Spike TV every Thursday night. Wow, there has been no decision made as far as a start date goes, but Spike TV will be adding Explosion, which is currently taped for international distribution, to the lineup. Eventually, the Thursday night block will be as follows. 8 p.m., TNA Explosion. 9 p.m., TNA Impact. 11 p.m., TNA Reaction. <laughs> First of all, if anybody's going to run with my idea of starting the X-rated uh, wrestling company, man, you really you missed out on trademarking Explosion cuz that's All right, that's enough. That's enough of that. Boy oh boy. You dope. You're real dope. Uh, okay. All right. This isn't like Zoo Crew in the morning uh come on. Enough. I've never we're never going to hear the cartoon boing ever again. Ever. Uh, that's what it's called. Uh, you know, anybody that has a Mac has GarageBand. So that's that's the cartoon boing. It's easy to get, and uh, that's the last time we're ever going to hear it on this on this particular program, on this particular podcast. So, explosion, impact, reaction. Wow, I mean that is some that is some serious wrestling on Thursday night. That. I mean that's uh, that's that is genius. It really is. I mean TNA has got, boy, they've got their fingers on the pulse, don't they? Man, this is the best decision since 
the Nasty Boys. This is the best decision TNA has made since... No, not even the Nasty Boys. Since um, making Scott Hall one half of the World Tag Team Champions. (laughs) I can't even say that without laughing. I'm sorry. This is the best decision since going head-to-head with the WWE on Monday nights. You knew I was going to say that one. Come on. This is an unbelievably... I guess it's not a bad decision. I guess they're just going to... It doesn't matter. If you put explosion and reaction and concussion and contusion and confusion and whatever other shows the TNA guys are going to have, uh, you know, put them on Saturday night, put them on Sunday night, put them on Tuesday night. It doesn't matter. Oh, really? Aren't they just going to get that rating that everybody just gets? You know, somehow, somewhere, like half a million people... I don't even know if that... But somehow, somewhere, like... Two to three hundred thousand people are going to watch this show at any given time. Somebody's just going to flip past explosion and reaction, and they're you know. But who? That's what is that like three? Is that three hours? That's four hours. I'm, my math is great. Oh, it's eight p.m. till midnight. Eight p.m. till midnight. You're going to watch, like, I don't know what explosion is. I know. I think that's that's like Sunday Night Heat. If you you remember Sunday Night Heat from the WWE, is that what Explosion is? Is it Heat? Is it their version of Heat? Who do you who's on Explosion? Is it like the Amazing Red versus Spike Dudley? Is, do they even have Spike Dudley? Little Runt, Brother Runt. Well, that's what I imagine is on Explosion. No offense to the Amazing Red, because I actually think he's he's. Hmm, what's the word I'm looking for? Really good. He's really good. Amazing Red is really good. But, you know, I don't know what ex- what ex- explosion is. <laughs> but I do know that I won't be watching it because I'm barely watching Impact. I used to I really got into I I got into TNA. I actually I ordered the first pay-per-view back in 2002. Very few first one where they had like their version of a Royal Rumble which amazingly enough also had Scott Hall 8 years later, uh, you know, 20 different times and what a shock that he he, you know he can't uh, live up to his contractual obligations i am stunned you knocked me over with a feather uh scott hall and ken shamrock he well ken shamrock was their first champion right he won the first title uh i watched the first pay-per-view it was okay i watched another one it was okay and i didn't order you know when they had back when they had the weekly wednesday pay-per-views i didn't touch another one again until uh oh actually i've (laughs) i've never ordered a pay-per-view of tna sorry um i bought some of their dvds and there's look there's great matches i really do i love loved tna for a while i guess maybe 2006 2007 i think they really and even in 2008 they really had uh they had a good thing going you know they were picking up guys from wwe who really you know they could have shaped the company around and could have kept and some of them are still there i mean christian that's one that should not have uh, gotten away as far as i'm concerned and you know i guess he's making some good uh, some good coin in wwe but what has he done he was ecw champion uh what else I, I, and i'm i'm kind of half half sarcastically asking this cuz i really i just don't remember what he's done since he's came come back to wwe and i'm a huge fan i think he's great um, I, I feel I feel terrible. I keep saying I'm a huge fan of so and so, and then I bash them, and that's you know that seems to be like the mo of wrestling fan. Uh, 
And I don't want to do that because I think Christian's awesome. And I think he's just, you know, it's it's what people dreaded would happen if he came back to the WWE. He hasn't, you know, he's not being himself. He's such a good, cocky, uh, jerky guy when, you know, when he's playing that character. And he can also be a great protagonist. And he proved that in TNA as well. But he hasn't gotten a chance to do any of that stuff in WWE, I don't think. I don't know. And now he's on SmackDown, which is, uh, you know... For now, I'd say that's the kiss of death. Maybe when they go to Sci-Fi Channel, it'll get better. But nothing, nothing great going on right now. Uh, but TNA, you know, they got Christian in 2005. They got Kurt Angle in 2006. They got Booker T, which was whatever in 2007. Mick Foley in 2008. I think they had a good string of picking up guys from WWE that could contribute, and and some of them are still contributing. And that mixed in with some of the older guys. They had Sting and they had Nash and Steiner, and and Jeff Jarrett and, and those guys. And other than that, it was, it's the TNA originals, the TNA homegrown Samoa Joes and, uh, and AJ Styles. And well, it was, was Christopher Daniels and he's, uh, he's gone. And, uh, and, uh, oh geez, black, Machismo, uh, who's now doing Ric Flair. And I just watched this morning. I watched impact and was, I thought that was just awesome. The, the battle of the woo, between Ric Flair and uh, and Jay Lethal, just uh, you know the few good things that happen now on that show. That was a uh, that was a real gem from what has become, in my opinion, a just unwatchable, insufferable show in the last uh, six months, seven, whatever since January. Um, and I'm a big fan of Hulk Hogan. I'm a big fan of Ric Flair. <laughs> I guess I feel like I could make fun of these guys if I preface by saying I'm a big fan of so-and-so, then I can just, you know, slam them. But um, I think Hulk Hogan has a place in TNA. I think Ric Flair, actually, I th- I was not on this whole Ric Flair going to TNA thing because I thought, you know, come on, man. You retired. You had this send-off, and now you're back. You're wrestling, uh, you know, Hogan and Flair wrestling on Monday Night Impact and just, you know, don't do this stuff to your body. God, you know, not uh, – quality of the match aside it's like do we really want to see 60 year old dudes like you know chopping each other up blood all over the place it's gross man it's just gross really isn't it but all all of that aside i think uh i think the worst is behind them you know to a large degree bubba the love sponge who is a subhuman as far as i'm concerned he is just complete trash in every way, shape, or form. I know the Hulkster's good friends with him. I don't know. I don't even want to give this guy any. I, I'm usually a, a benefit of the doubt kind of guy. I would prefer not to do that with Bubba, the love sponge, who is he really is? He's just a subhuman, uh, you know, this little you know parasite, worm, weird, racist, horrible, horrible. He's just a horrible person. And this guy was kept under them, their employ even after it was revealed, you know, these horrible things that he said on his Twitter and on his radio show and things he said about Haiti and, and whatever happened with him and Awesome Kong. And, and I don't know if she she punched him and this and that. I, either way, whether she was right to do that or not, and, you know, she maybe. <laughs> You know, thought didn't think that one through, but nevertheless, he is just garbage, and I'm glad they got rid of him. They got rid of the Nasty Boys because who, who was asking for the Nasty Boys to come back? Come on, and I'm not even gonna preface by saying that I'm a fan of their work because I'm not. Jeez, I enjoyed watching the thing that the Nasty Boys, uh, I that I enjoyed of in their career was, 
I did enjoy them briefly in 1991 and that little, uh, you know, their tag team title win and the thing with the Legion of Doom at SummerSlam and, uh, you know, they were they were they were pretty hot for a while there. They were they were fun to watch and they had some good like garbage matches in WCW. Other than that, the best that the Nasty Boys have given me was watching Knobs uh, act like a complete doofus on the uh, the Hogan Knows Best show. That that gave me some good laughs because you know he's he's uh, I don't know Hogan keeps him around for comic relief. I guess I don't know, but I, you know they're they're terrible. They they had to go, and I'm glad that they did. And I'm glad the bubble the love sponge is gone. I'm glad that Hulk Hogan. That was my biggest fear was Hulk Hogan was going to be the main attraction and at this point in his life he shouldn't have wrestled that match that he wrestled in he shouldn't wrestle ever again for his own you know just for his own well-being i would like to see hulk hogan wrestle again to be quite honest i'd like to see him the match that everybody still wants to happen as bad as it would be and even you know stone cold has said it himself it would be a terrible match and he doesn't that's why he wouldn't want to have a match with hogan but the austin hogan match i still want to see that it probably would stink it would probably be awful Maybe not Bret Hart, Vince McMahon awful, but it would probably stink up the joint. And then, then that would be the lasting memory, the final image we would have of Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin's career. So for that reason, I don't want to see it. But purely to say, wow, Austin and Hogan is going to happen at XYZ pay-per-view, I would want to see it. Uh, we will be better off from not having seen it. I think Stone Cold would probably be the first to say that. Hogan... Well, maybe a little more delusional probably wouldn't say that but nevertheless i well whatever um the quality of the matches aside hogan shouldn't be wrestling and that was the biggest fear they went up head to head monday night we're gonna have well whatever hogan and abyss against aj styles and rick flair and i just i think the whole world or you know four hundred thousand of us that would watch tna cringed simultaneously when that announcement was made and then when the match happened and it was just this bloody, horrible wreck. I mean, just a mess, literally and figurative. It was just a mess, and it was, you know, come on, they're better than Hogan and Flair. These guys are better than that, and so so are AJ Styles and Abyss. I guess you know, I mean, that they they are still in their 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 physical prime and their wrestling prime, and maybe maybe not even there yet. I don't know, but uh, to see Hogan and Flair doing that, and I thought, oh, don't don't make it about this. Don't don't make the Monday Night Wars or whatever you want the Monday Night Massacres. Don't make it about Hogan and Flair. Jeez, you've got Samoa Joe, you've got AJ Styles, you know, and obviously AJ and Abyss, two of their two of their uh, feature performers, were part of that match. But still, it was obviously built around the uh, the anticipation of seeing Hogan and Flair, and uh, I, I'm glad that they've gotten past making them the center attraction. I think Flair now as the figurehead of uh, what I was watching this morning, the new Four Horsemen or what uh what I guess they're calling what are they calling it? Four What what is it called? The Force? The Four I don't know. Boy, I don't I have no idea. Oh, jeez. Hey, I come prepared. Let me just tell you. But anyways, the, whatever the new version of the Four Horsemen with Kazarian, who I still wish in 2005 WWE didn't let him go, uh, AJ Styles, who I think is is uh, do I have to say it? He is phenomenal. He really is. I mean, he's just I have that or I had that DVD uh, of AJ Styles, the best of, and just watching some of the things that he's done and that he can is, still does, and he is awesome. He really is. 
Uh, but I'm glad. I think Ric Flair has found a great spot as the mouthpiece for that group. I would. I'm actually legitimately looking forward to seeing him wrestle against uh, Jay Lethal. I love watching the Battle of the Woos on on Impact that I watched this morning from Thursday night. I love Jay Lethal's impressions of Flair. I love that whole thing. I think that is uh, that could be a home run if they do that right. And the Beer Money guys, I think, fit in well as the the tag team muscle of the group. And Flair is the leader, and uh, I, I love it. I, I I love where it where it's going, where it could go. And I'm glad to see that TNA seems to be. You know, Bubba's gone. Nasty Boys are gone. Scott Hall is gone. X Pac seems to be gone. Hopefully he is because you know who I don't know. What's the point, really? Um, are, are they are they worth the hassle? Are they worth the baggage? I really don't think so. Um, and hopefully I, it would be nice to see some of the guys that they've lost come back. It would be nice to see Samoa Joe, who isn't gone, obviously. Um, it would be nice to see him get back to being the main event guy that he is and that he should be regularly. Uh, it would be nice to see Mick Foley come back to some to some degree, I'm sure he will. I don't know why he's gone, but it would be nice to see him come back. Because uh, I think I think Mick Foley was a a good get, as they would say. I think that was a that was a good get, and I think in in the right role too. Just like Hogan, uh, you know, he he contributes uh, tremendously. He's an asset. Uh, same with Sting and a lot of the other old guys. But but uh, I'm going all over the place here, and <laughs> this all started with the announcement of the four hours of TNA. And look, you, you know, four hours of, of TNA, who's to argue with that? If they can fit four hours with something substantial, great. I don't think they can fit two hours with anything substantial right now on Impact. As I said, I was a huge fan in 06, 07, 08, um, maybe a little bit in 09, I guess it kind of started, uh, you know, getting a little, I don't know, I wouldn't say silly. I, the main event mafia thing kind of got old and, and all this other stuff. And it's like, you know, how many, how many mafias and NWOs and things like that, which I know, uh, maybe that makes me a hypocrite saying that I like the new four horsemen thing, but that that's different. That's not old guys trying to take over like the NWO. That's young up and coming guys that could now really get the breakout uh, chance that they need with the with Ric Flair as the mouthpiece and and uh, you know could, that that's a that's a huge exposure for them and a huge opportunity. So I mean I, you know that's that's different. Come on, give me a break. So my original maybe my second original point after the original original point is that. I was initially just terrified. Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff, all these guys coming in uh, to TNA. I liked the way it was before. I liked, you know, having Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, uh, the younger guys, Jay Lethal, being the focal point of the company, but also giving a lot of time to Kurt Angle, who is, I mean, God, you talk about, as I said before, you talk about a good get. This is, you know, this is huge, and I, I wish... Uh, you know, I know, I know guys aren't going to be in the main event every single time because that gets old and redundant. But uh, I I want to see Kurt Angle get uh, get back to having a huge role, maybe part of a feud with the uh, what is the name of the Horseman Group? Well, he called it Four Force the Force. I keep wanting to say the Force. That's not it. Well, whatever. You can email me. 
uh, at slamcast at yahoo.com and give me the answer. What is the name of the new four horsemen group that Ric Flair has just formed on TNA that I just watched this morning and as of 4.30 on Saturday afternoon, just a few hours later, I cannot for the life of me remember. Four, 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 quar, eh, whatever. Um, but I do like that TNA seems to be getting back on track. I think having you can have all these guys. You can have Hogan. You can have Flair. You can have Sting. You can have Kurt Angle. You can have Mick Foley. You can have Ken Anderson. You can have Jeff Hardy. You can have Rob Van Dam. You can have Beer Money. You can have Kevin Nash. You can have all these guys. And as long as you find the right place for them, and look, I'm look at me. I'm doing the like serious thing. Like I know, you know, because I've I've worked so uh, so extensively in wrestling that I know what I'm talking about. I don't. That should be obvious already. So don't uh, don't get don't get worked up about my opinions because it's just that it's my opinion. But in my opinion, everybody has their role to play, and if they play that role uh, to the right degree, uh, you know, it could be great. You know, having Hogan appear a little bit, you know, maybe a backstage segment, maybe once, like a Vince McMahon type thing. Once in a while, he comes out, makes a few matches, says a few things, and then that's it. That's it. No wrestling and matches himself. No, you know, maybe once, maybe at a pay-per-view or one big event during the year, he could be a special guest referee or something like that and come out every uh, couple of months and do some color commentary. That's fine. You know, give it that important feel like he's calling the shots. He's, you know, comes out for the big moments, the big decisions. You know, almost almost in the way that they use Linda McMahon back for a brief period, you know, where Vince McMahon would do something horribly evil, and then Linda would show up on the stage and say, oh, the board, the board voted, and you're uh, not going to get your match at SummerSlam. <laughs> I don't know that Linda McMahon has ever sounded even remotely like that. So there is my Linda McMahon imitation that you will never hear again. Uh, although one time she did sound like Jerry Seinfeld. Do you remember this? Stone Cold was the, uh, he had just become the co-general manager, I guess, with Eric Bischoff. And he was not supposed to because he was no longer an active superstar. This was 2003. He was supposed to come out, make matches, do the GM kind of thing. But he was, you know, going around giving stunners to whoever, La Resistance, I don't know. And Linda showed up doing this very, you know, imp you know, coming out for the big announcements, the big things. Uh, and then she would, I think, I don't know if she suspended him or she threatened to suspend him. And she sounded like Jerry Seinfeld. And he said, you've got to stop stunning all the WWE superstars. Whoa. Spot on. That's exactly what Linda McMahon sounded like. She sounded just like Jerry Seinfeld. That was that was a spot on imitation. Anyways, let's let's get back to this thing. Four hours of impact. Did I finish my thought? I guess I did. Oh, well, the main, uh, let me wrap this up. I feel like TNA got really bad, and that coincided with the hiring of Hulk Hogan, and all of our fears came to life when we saw the Nasty Boys and Bubba and Hall and NWO and all this stuff, you know, this bizarre, like, late 90s WCW thing happening on TNA, and it's like, well, what, where the hell is Samoa Joe? Where's AJ, where are all these guys? Seems like they're getting back to that. It seems like cooler heads have prevailed, and... Ric Flair's got a great role, and I think he's uh, he's awesome. Hulk Hogan, his role is perfect. Eric Bischoff, if I counted right, he made one announcement on Impact this week, and that was about Scott Hall being fired and 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 you know forfeiting the tag titles. Great, 
That's enough. That's all we need to see of Bischoff. That's all we need to see of Hogan. Although Hogan did interfere in the whole Abyss thing. I, I feel like this is leading to a, I mean, look. I feel like this is leading to a match because there's only one one reason that I feel that way. It is leading to a match. Don't kid yourself. He just had like his 18,000th surgery and should not be wrestling ever again. But he will wrestle against Abyss. Uh, you know, I don't know why. I but hey, do your thing, man. But nevertheless, that that stuff aside, I feel like everybody's fitting into the proper roles, and uh, hopefully, whatever whatever happens going forward, hopefully TNA will get back to being as good as they were a few years ago. But they probably won't. Oh, anyways, uh, but four hours is ridiculous. That's you know explosion react. I guess I can see reaction. That would make sense for that to follow up impact. Like, okay, we just watched Impact. I guess reaction is like, is it the post-show? Does it need a post-show? It doesn't. I would prefer they devoted an hour to... But I guess this is good. I, I think this has already aired before. I tried TiVoing it, and it never seemed to record. I don't think it was on too much, but, you know, it seems like they give it, like, the cinematic touch, and, and you know, that's that's cool. It's different. Explosion, I guess, is Sunday Night Heat, or, or you know, in the modern day, that's like... In uh, TNA's version of Superstars, I don't know. Uh, that that's fine, but don't. Why would you have it before Impact? You know, oh, let's put Superstars on before Raw, and then after Raw, we'll have NXT. Because that's what people people want to devote four hours. Like, you know, I can barely sit through a ninety-minute movie, and a, a ninety-minute movie that's good. I'm gonna watch four hours of TNA. Holy cow! So I just realized I've gotten to a grand total of two pieces of news, and we're at the one-hour mark. I feel like I should just wrap it up because the rest of the news that I have, you know, Scott Hall, Dixie Carter, I, boy, I just said at the beginning of the thing that you know I'm going to devote like a small percentage to TNA. I feel like I've talked about TNA the entire time. Dixie Carter tweets on Scott Hall, Jim Ross on PG product. Uh, what else? Jim Ross, Dixie Carter. There was some other one. Oh, Steve Austin. Comparisons of Randy Orton. Like you can read between the lines on Stone Cold. He says this is also from Four One One Mania. And I don't know what all Stone Cold Steve Austin was on live audio wrestling, the Law. That's that's where this is originally from. Comparisons of Randy Orton's current character to the Stone Cold character. He says. I guess you can see a parallel, and I like Randy. Cowboy Bob Orton was one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So I like Randy, but his dad was one of my favorites of all time. So, you know, he doesn't like him that much. Randy, that is. I love what he did in the ring. This is Cowboy Bob. But when you make the comparison to Stone Cold... Now, wait a minute. I guess you can see the parallel. I like Randy. Cowboy Bob Orton was one of my favorites of all time. I love what he did in the ring. Okay, but when you make that comparison to Stone Cold, that's a pretty tough comparison if I'm that guy, and I think Randy is a great talent in the ring, and I love the Viper gimmick, but that's a tough comparison. You don't need to read too closely between the lines. That's pretty obvious that the comparisons of Randy Orton's current character to Stone Cold character, that's what I would say too, and that's what Stone Cold is saying. It's it's not even close, not even the same discussion. Really, I mean, there's similarities because Randy Orton has had a very organic, very natural uh, turn, I guess, from being uh, this, you know, again, being a, the viper, the, the mean guy that he is, 
and uh, not really changing his character that much. And the fans went from booing him to cheering him, just like Stone Cold Steve Austin in uh, 97, I guess you would say. Uh, went from hating the guy's guts to just cheering him because he didn't change his character, but they, you know, they they loved what he did. And it was just it was cool. Um, Randy Orton is the same kind of thing as far as not really changing his character, but having the uh, the reaction change completely, complete 180. Uh, but I think outside of that, I don't think there's any comparisons at all. I really don't. Um, you know, I can't. As far as verbally, as far as an interview or a an in ring anything, what what classic lines from Randy Orton could you could you name? Name me one. You can't. His interviews, I just you know, that's not that's 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 so much of what made the Stone Cold Steve Austin character. So to compare the two, it's not 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 even in the same discussion. It really isn't. And Stone Cold made no, uh, you know made no uh, effort to to hide his opinion even though he didn't outright say it he's saying it there's no comparison between stone cold steve austin and randy orton there just isn't and randy orton's great <laughs> that's going back to me saying i love the guy but uh but randy orton is uh you know as far as uh, his wrestling ability is fantastic i love watching him in the ring um when i see a randy orton interview coming up whether it's backstage or it's in, in the ring i'll be honest i've gotten to the point yeah you know, I fast forward. I just really do. Stone Cold Steve Austin never once had anything that would cause you to fast forward. He really didn't. And if he did, I can't remember it. And it was maybe one time for whatever reason. It just wasn't that interesting. But other than that, maybe maybe when he was the ringmaster, I guess, and, and Brother Love Show when he came out and he put his hand up to the camera and all that nonsense, if you can remember all the way back to, I guess, New Year's Day, 1996. But as far as the modern-day Stone Cold Rattlesnake character, I can't think of a single thing that would make me, as far as his, his promos or his interviews, that would have made me wanted to fast-forward. And Randy Orton, you know, as soon as he starts talking, I'm just like, all right, you know, let's go. Yeah, there was something else I wanted to get to, but I can't remember. Uh, we're at an hour and four minutes and counting, which I think, since I can't remember the other thing I was going to get to, I think that's a great place to stop because, uh, you know, it's late in the day. It's nice out. I want to go outside and play. I want to go out and enjoy the sunshine. This is upstate New York. We don't get sunshine uh, outside of, like, the three weeks during the summer. And we are in those three weeks, I dare say. So, with that, I'm going to close up shop here. And uh, let's see. Next week. I'm looking at Saturday. I'm hoping that I can do a, another Saturday podcast and make this a regular thing. I hope that you listen. I hope that you download, subscribe, tell your friends. You can follow me personally on Twitter, which is J Brian Hopkins. Um, that's J B R Y A N H O P K I N S. Uh, there's not a lot about Slamcast. That's my personal Twitter. But hey, go ahead and follow me. Hopefully, they the, there will be a Slamcast Twitter account someday. If this thing really blows up to the uh, gargantuan epic proportions that I think we can reach <laughs> in the meantime. And the website is forthcoming at some point. Oh, we're going to have all that stuff. But right now we've got the podcast. I think that's good enough. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Slamcast at yahoo.com if you want to email me. And other than that, other than that, uh, oh, I've got to come up with a good sign off. I don't have a good sign off. So there's probably not going to be much. 
If you want to email me, if you have any suggestions, any thoughts, any comments, as I said, this is the first show. I didn't have a real format. I didn't have anything laid out. I wanted to get to a few little bits that I got to and then go from there and just talk about them. I didn't even I didn't even talk about Raw. I didn't talk about any of the shows, really, <laughs> or, or Daniel Bryan and you know this whole thing. There's a lot to talk about, and we will talk about that next week. Slamcast at Yahoo.com is the email. This has been Slamcast. I am your host, John B. Hopkins, and we will see you next week. Have a great day and have a slamming week. Get it? No, that's, that's terrible. Uh, if you can email me and come up with a better sign-off, I would really, really appreciate it. God, that was bad. All right. Take it easy. Bye. Okay, two quick things. <clears throat> I'm glad Batista took my advice and went into Hollywood and not MMA. And Johnny Boyd obviously knows what he's talking about. And I was right. Shawn Michaels did come back from one more match last year. So, uh, yeah. Oh, and I was also right. Uh, Bubba, the, Bubba the Love Sponge is a big piece of trash. Um, I didn't know to what degree Hulk Hogan was a real piece of trash, too. Although, in retrospect, I should have known that all along. Anyway, that's it. Okay. I hope you I hope you enjoyed. I didn't listen to all of that, so who knows? I skipped a lot of it because I don't have time to listen to it, but I, I caught a few pieces here and there. Man, the voice of the golden pipes. <laughs> it's, it's a couple uh couple clogs in those golden pipes ever since 2010. Okay, that's it. Uh bye. Oh wait, sorry. Uh have a slamming week, everybody. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Alright, bye.